A Triangle of Love. Tom Ogazone, FRC. I've always felt a particular connection to the mystical interpretation of numbers and symbols. Although I receive insights mostly through words or thoughts, an image of a triangle appeared in my mind's eye while I was exploring a particularly challenging issue in my life. By looking at the triangle, I associated the lower portion with the two points, with the material plane, its challenges and duality of experiences, light and darkness, good and evil, and so on. And I related the point at the top of the triangle to the spiritual plane, to the oneness beyond the illusion of separation. By harmonizing with the simple geometric symbol, I became one with all of creation. I saw the above radiating its light to the below. This reminded me that all of us can become receptive to the healing and inspirational thoughts and energies emanating from the higher planes. As I continued to meditate, three words or phrases gradually came into my awareness and were placed at each point of the triangle. I called this image the triangle of love. This symbol was a gift and a tool for further meditation and exploration in my life. I welcome you to reflect upon it as well. The first word that appeared on the triangle was the word detachment. It was not a word that I was expecting. This gave me a clue that the above was asking me to focus on an aspect of my life that I had neglected to look at. I know that Buddhism emphasizes that human suffering is related to attachment. I've always related this to my perceived need for material goods or comforts. What else was I attached to that I was not aware of? As my meditation deepened, I was stunned to hear that what I needed to detach from was the ego. This had never occurred to me before. Is it possible that when Buddhist teachings speak about suffering and attachment, that they are talking about the ego and not about running away from our modern lives to meditate in the mountains? The ego impacts most aspects of our existence because we live with the distorted notion that we are our material lives. Many of us cling to our pasts or worry needlessly about the future. Some of us obsess about controlling everything around us. We even forget that our thoughts and emotions come and go and that it is only the ego that wants to hold on to them. I pondered upon the complexities of world affairs, politics, and religion 
And again, realize the ego was the one with the desire to be right. Then I looked at my pain and suffering and had to humbly admit to myself that it was I, or rather the ego, that was refusing to release them, to let them go. So why is it important to detach from the ego? Because its seductive power overwhelms us with material concerns and distracts us from going within for guidance. The ego makes us obsess over external realities that are transient and ever-changing. Everything that we think of as real or permanent is temporary. Things that we think define us do not. And problems we are convinced are insurmountable can sometimes disappear in an instant, but only if we take the time to go within and work on the underlying issues that brought the situation to the forefront. Detachment does not give us permission to run away from our responsibilities on the material plane. On the contrary, by letting go of our complex, ego-based, interpersonal dynamics, we can become more helpful to those in our lives. Remember that the ego keeps us in a reactive mode, meaning that we constantly react to triggers that we perceive come from outside of us. By detaching from the ego, we can become more proactive and look ahead at situations that would have ordinarily made us react and plan accordingly. By detaching from the ego, we become vehicles for healing and peace. View the ego as a faithful companion, one that will challenge us, but that is never to be feared. Remember that regardless of what it wants us to believe, we are not what we are attached to. The self, others, our minds, or material goods. We are the light within, eternal and free. The second word that appeared on my triangle was the word compassion. As I meditated on this, I kept coming back to the question, compassion for whom? I pondered upon this and gradually realized that there are three aspects to expressing compassion. Compassion for the self, compassion for all of creation, and compassion for the people in our lives. How can we go about expressing compassion for ourselves? A good place to start is to remember to be kind to ourselves. We are often our worst critic, which is one of the ways the ego debilitates us and distracts us from going within. Our teachings emphasize the ancient adage of knowing thyself, 
the eternal process of self-exploration and self-healing. There is no greater expression of compassion for the self than doing the challenging internal work that leads us to self-understanding, self-respect, self-acceptance, self-forgiveness, and self-love. You can explore these through your private mystical work and with the aid of professionals such as psychologists. Find the tools you need to help you with your internal healing work. The Rosicrucian teachings also emphasize the importance of taking care of our body and mind. This is another expression of compassion. By eating balanced and nutritious meals, drinking plenty of water, getting fresh air, exercising regularly, practicing meditation and positive thinking, and by doing as much service for others as we possibly can, we become effective vehicles for the light within us and around us. Finally, remember that the Creator created everything and everyone in its image and for a specific purpose. Appreciate the fact that you hold a unique place in creation. Seek to feel it most profoundly when you commune with the light within. Compassion for all of creation. When we talk about all of creation, we are talking about all life forms, such as the human, animal, and plant kingdoms. But also we must expand our awareness to go beyond our planet and include the universe as a whole and all planes of consciousness. How can we express compassion for all of creation? By sending healing, positive thoughts during meditation and prayer. By volunteering or providing service to individuals or groups that are not part of our immediate family or friends. By opening up to random acts of kindness every chance we get and by offering financial support to organizations that are helping those in need. The greatest expression of compassion for the poor, the sick, and the disenfranchised is to rise above judgment. It does not matter how or why they got to where they are. What is important is that we simply help them guide them, or love them. The ego judges. The light does not. Let us open up to helping whenever we can, to sending healing light on a daily basis, and to demonstrate through our example of compassionate care what humanity is truly all about. These are not passive acts. They are activities that require our energy, intention, and focus. The more we send healing thoughts and take constructive action, 
the more we help to elevate planetary consciousness. Compassion for the people in our lives. This may be, for many, the most challenging aspect of our mystical work. How can we be compassionate towards people that we feel have hurt us? We are talking about family members, friends, and co-workers, as well as those we disagree with or have power over or that we simply dislike. Challenges abound in this realm since we are dealing with karmic issues that we need to strive to resolve in this lifetime. I suggest we simply focus on healing as many relationships as we can. How can we go about this? First, by applying the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is straightforward and simple, but hard to do consistently in our lives. Strive to treat others with respect, and in particular, do not disrespect anyone in front of others. A spirit of harmlessness is one of the most powerful tools at our disposal. A review of the day's activities prior to bedtime helps us to reflect on situations which could have been handled better. This is the first step to asking for forgiveness internally during meditation and to decide on whether to take action to repair a relationship. This is hard work, but it will clear away karmic debts and restore peace and harmony to your lives and the lives of those around us. Endeavor as a Rosicrucian and as a mystic to be impeccable in your thoughts, words, and actions. Always seek a peaceful and elegant outcome in all your interactions. Whenever you are in the presence of someone who triggers strong emotions within you, Remember that you cannot change that person. All you can do is work on yourself. So reject judgment, which we know stems from the ego, and embrace compassionate thoughts. Walk in their shoes for a few moments and consider the following auto-suggestion whenever you are in their presence. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Finally, nothing is more important to living beings than to feel appreciated. Find something to like in everyone and let them know it. Seek to emanate love and appreciation to those around you. The third word or phrase that appeared on the triangle of love was the relationship with the master within. I was surprised that it was not the master within, but rather the relationship with the master within. As I meditated upon this, I realized that I was being asked to harmonize with the master within to find a balance between detachment 
and compassion in my life. The Rosicrucian teachings ask us to search for answers within. We call ourselves walking question marks and are encouraged to study, to read, to take courses, to open up to different perspectives, but to ultimately follow guidance from within and not from external gurus or leaders. All of this makes sense and even seems obvious. Who wouldn't want to receive guidance from the soul, the higher self, the light within, or the God of our hearts? But when confronted with issues, do we meditate on them, ask for advice, and follow the recommendations from the master within? Do we? Consistently? During meditation or prayer, when I pose a question, how can I be sure the answer comes from the master within and not from the ego? I ask because I have dealt with this many times. Sometimes I get the answer I want to receive right away, and I wonder whether I'm answering my own question. Alternatively, I sometimes ponder a question and get a response that is unexpected or using vocabulary I wouldn't use. This makes me more certain it is the master within trying to communicate with me. It is important to meditate regularly in order to reach an understanding as to how the master within communicates with each of us. Some individuals recognize a specific voice, others an energy. When in doubt as to whether it is the ego that is speaking to you, ask within, who is giving me this answer? Have a conversation, pose the question again, and see whether the answer remains the same, expands, or changes. Ask on subsequent days. Journal. You will be pleasantly surprised when you look back at your notes. Your desire, discipline, and work are the key in improving communication with the master within. The more often you meditate, the better. The more sincere your intentions are, the clearer the channel will be. Remember, the objective is to establish a pristine conduit from the above directly to you. Know that all of the knowledge of the universe lies within. When we meditate on the triangle of love, we can imagine humanity living at the base of the triangle on the material plane. We can also envision the light of the master within way above, emitting its wisdom continuously towards us. As we meditate, the idea is to rise from the material plane and to approach the single point of light at the apex of the triangle. All of this work is within us and there is a continuous interaction between the above and the below inside our beings.
the Rosicrucian teachings emphasize that knowing thyself is the purpose of every Rosicrucian student, and that in order to know oneself, we must listen to the voice of the Master within. Developing our relationship with the Master within is described as the key to self-mastery. It is not surprising that I was asked to work on my relationship with the Master within in order to explore issues of detachment and compassion in my life. The image of the rose cross reminds us of the light of the soul at the center of our being. When meditating on the triangle of love, we can feel the love from the master within bathing each of us with its radiance and peace. But how can we put these feelings into words? How can we describe the love of the master within? The triangle of love clues us into one aspect, the ability to express both detachment and compassion towards all of us. Shouldn't we strive for this as well? There is an image named the rose gives honey to the bee. It includes a cross at the bottom symbolizing the hardships of the material life and the blossoming rose above it representing the opening heart and the radiance of the soul that lies within each of us. Bees are seen working incessantly to extract nourishment from the rose in order to create sweet honey. So will we, through hard work, be able to receive wisdom directly from the master within, and through this alchemical process, experience the sweetness of life. Let us now prepare for meditation. Please sit comfortably by placing both feet flat on the floor with your back straight and with the hands resting palms down on your lap and focus on the breath. As you close your eyes, take deep, neutral breaths by breathing deeply and exhaling completely without pausing between the in-breaths and the out-breaths. Take gentle and complete inhalations and exhalations, an activity that attunes us with the above and the below within. May the sublime essence of the cosmic infuse my being and cleanse me of all impurities of mind and body, that I may enter the celestial sanctum and attune in all purity and perfect dignity. So mote it be.
Intone the vowel sound OM three times as you visualize the three points of the triangle of love. The relationship with the master within, detachment, and compassion. Take a few moments and select a relationship or a problem in your life that is challenging for you, that worries you, that makes you and others suffer. Visualize the master within. Perhaps you can see him or her sitting in front of you or beside you in the celestial sanctum or perhaps you feel the presence of the divine light. Internally ask, Master within, show me how to be more compassionate toward this person or situation. Now pause the recording for two minutes of meditation and then resume the recording. And now, internally ask, Master within, teach me how to detach my ego from this person or situation. Now pause the recording for two minutes of meditation and then resume the recording. And finally, Master within, allow me to see, to feel, and to know how to best express your love in this relationship or situation. Help me to understand what you see that I don't. Help me release the pain and express your love. Now pause the recording for three minutes of meditation and then resume the recording. It is done. And now start the process of returning to the physical plane. Take some deep breaths and gently move your hands, your feet, become aware of the room, and open your eyes and enjoy the eternal moment of now. May the cosmic sanctify my contact with the celestial sanctum. So mote it be.